Hey everyone, Sean and Dave here from Saturday Morning Cartoons. We need to thank the following amazing people for going to our Patreon account and supporting this show. So a huge thank you to... Jonathan Renteria Elier. John Helter. Jack Connolly. Derek Haynes. Alex Kazanis. Jarmaine Myrick. Tyrese Walton. Allison Keane. Dr. Jason Woods. The wonderful Melanie Harker. The incomparable Sean Paul Ellis. Oh, and the phenomenal David Trumbor. Uh, thank you so much. Now, you guys might wonder why we are thanking ourselves and some familiar names of the podcast. It's because we want you to know that we not only appreciate your uh, donations to the podcast here, but we are actually putting in our hard-earned dollars as well. So to give you guys an idea of what you can actually get for some of these monthly contributions through Patreon, if you can't contribute any money whatsoever, we would love it if you guys would just visit patreon.com slash Saturday Morning Cartoons, remember that's morning with a U, and just share that link out among your social media uh, pages. That would help us out a lot and just get the word out there. If you do want to kick in a couple of bucks, you get some cool stuff back in return. So you may not know that we send out a monthly newsletter that not only tells people about upcoming news that we have going on, and we've definitely got some cool stuff coming in the next couple of months here for you. But we'll also announce the upcoming list of shows that we're going to be covering. So if there's a cartoon out there that you actually like, you're going to get to hear about it in the monthly newsletter. Other than that, you also get special uh, thank yous in the newsletter. You get a special shout out like this one right here in each and every episode. You can get early access to weekly episodes. And you can also get access to our special behind-the-scenes rambling between Sean and myself. Oh, boy. Yeah, there's some gems in there. So you're going to want to check that out. Again, head on over to patreon.com slash Cartoons to do so. And thank you so much to everyone who is a current patron. Thank you to our patrons. Thank you so much for listening. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoons, the weekly podcast that revisits, reviews, and ridicules some of the world's weirdest animated series. Coming to you from the Last Chance Garage, I'll be your co-host, Dave Trumbor. Joining me as oh, always, man. you heard him, he's one mean motorcycle mechanic, it's Sean Paul Ellis. How's it going, bub? Ah, uh, David, 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 I'm doing well, buddy. How about yourself? Woo! I'm excited to get back to just some like good old-fashioned bonkers cartoon shows that have no, there's no themes, there's no tie-ins, we're not forcing anything. It's just real bad cartoons for a real short amount of time. <laughs> no, we have to talk about it. <laughs> I prefer it. I prefer it. Oh, what man. are we talking about tonight? Uh, tonight we are talking about biker mice from Mars. Why are we talking about? Uh, because we've uh, we've had some listener requests over the last uh, year or so where people have mentioned to us that we should really get into biker mice from Mars. Which, to be honest with you, it makes complete sense. We have watched. Just about all of the, we've watched, not all, but a majority of the weird anthropomorphic uh, animals, kind of bro animal stuff. We, we've so watched, we've watched what, what have we done? We, TM, Teenage Mutant Ninja the Turtles. The one, right? We did uh, we've watched Street Sharks. Silver Hawks. Yeah. Tiger Sharks. So, Road Tiger Rovers. Sharks. Yep. We have yet to do Cowboys of Wild West, uh, Cowboys Moo Mesa, whatever the hell it was called. Yeah, Cowboys and Moomaze. That's on the list. We have yet to do Battletoads, Bucky O'Hare. Uh, rest assured, guys, these are all on the list. Yeah. We're, we're never going back to Street Sharks, but everything else is on the table. <laughs> <clears throat> Let me ask you. You don't this. want to go back and pound? You don't want to go back and pound the mound? Oh, the round mound to pound. Round mound to pound. Yeah, no, never again. Awesome. Unless, unless we get him on the show, that'd be amazing. We'll bring the toys back <sighs> on. Uh, yeah, let, come on, Vin Diesel. Let me ask you this, though. So imagine you're in the pitch room. You've already had Adjective Animal, right? You've had sure. Thundercats, Silver Hawks. You've also had Animal, Animal, Tiger Sharks. Now we're getting, to, we're, it's complicated. Shit's getting complicated. Right. Now you need, like, is. you need Vehicle, Animal, Planet. So we got Biker, Mice from Mars. So if right. you were in the pitch room and somebody was like, you know, doing the pitch ad libs, mad libs, whatever, and you needed <laughs> Vehicle, Animal, Planet, what is your Vehicle, Animal, Planet? Oh my God. Uh, a scooter, Snail, Saturn? Scooter snails from Saturn. I like it. Scooter, scooter snails I from like Saturn. I like alliteration. It's tough to, to roll them S's, but uh, scooter snails from Saturn. That'd be a real slow show, I think, though. Uh, it, but it would go a full 65 and get into that sweet, sweet syndication so money. Syndicated scooter snails from Saturn. Yep. I like it. A hundred percent. I love it. I like it. <laughs> There's actually Turbo. Was that not a DreamWorks movie that they made into a series? It was like Ryan Reynolds voiced a snail who wanted to go fast, and then he got like a turbo <laughs> shell 
They, they like yep. put an engine in his shell that somehow made him fast. <laughs> for some reason, I thought Bolt, and that was Alec Baldwin's voice. Similar, though. For that dog. It's just this generation's uh, Bolt is Ryan Reynolds' <laughs> snail. So that was a dog that thought he had superpowers, yeah. but it turns out that he was just on television or he was in some uh, commercial or, or movie to that point, and they, they added all the special it effects. It was like the Truman Show, but for dogs and sadness. Oh, oh that's no. kind of ac- that's Bolt. kind of actually accurate. Yeah. The, ob- the polar opposite from Turbo or or Scooter <laughs> Snails from Saturn. <laughs> what would you be? What would you? What would be your uh, your uh, motor transportation I, animal planet? I think I'm gonna go with alliteration, but I'm gonna jump one line down the alphabet. Uh, I'm gonna Do go. It. I'm gonna go trucker toads from Titan. Let's go. What the fuck? trucker toads from Titan? What what is it? Hey. Oh, and they've got a catchphrase already. Oh, catchphrase, and they talk like truckers, like you know. How is that? Is hey, this, this really that way all truckers stereoty- you know talk? This is the stereotype that we're we're purveying now for Whoa. that we're communicating hey, to everybody for, for truckers. Say no stereotype. It's just how it is. We up here in the just big. How rig. it is? You small oh people walking around scooters. Wait, did you call snails. me a small person? Small person. Small person. Small person. I am a, small person. I am a regular sized toad driving a giant truck on the moon of Titan. So I'm very curious because I don't know a lot about the traffic patterns on Titan. Anything goes. Is this going to be something? Woo. Is it going to be something where it's like we're in total like gridlock the entire time? Like, is this going to be a show moon. where I'm watching you in traffic waiting to make deliveries? Essentially, that's the only way I'm able to stream this particular content to your Netflix box at this moment. We are currently in a state of planet-wide gridlock. Oh my god, mm-hmm. this sounds terrible. It is uh, <laughs> job security, however. This this sounds like a show that you're pitching mm-hmm. to me is essentially watching other That's people right. do their that job. I only heard at about a, a tenth at a of what snail's you pace, but I you don't, don't even have snails I'm too in this. Amped up on methamphetamines and chaw to listen to you right now. I've got things to deliver on this here moon. I'm a trucker okay. toad from Titan. Oh my god! I, I just want to I want to throw this out mm. there for uh, scooter snails from Saturn. Small people. Um, these uh, sure. Thank you. I guess. <laughs> I it's you know what the cool thing anytime you watch a skate video mm-hmm. anytime you watch like a video where people are like on some mode of transportation like a BMX bike and they're doing like real sick I got a whole tricks. mess of them in the back right now yeah you know what's cool about that is the slow-mo but since these are snails moving at a snail's mm-hmm. pace everything's in su- sick slow-mo the entire time not only that they're also doing vape tricks the, entire, the whole time <laughs> I can't keep it together. So you're talk, you're talking syndicated slow-mo <laughs> snails on scooters from Saturday. Smoking. Smoking? Okay. Smoking. And it's a syndicated series. It's a syndicated This syndicated series for slow-mo scooter snails from Saturn, they smoking. They smoking. They, mm. they, are, they are just doing sweet, sweet smoked tricks. You know, I will add that to my queue, but I ain't got time to talk right now. I got to turn my hat oh backwards. My and it uh, <sighs> looks like traffic's breaking up, so we're going to go. Oh my God! Right, it's good talk to you. I'll you, talk to you later. Now. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Well, uh, thank you. You're, you're welcome, there, small people. So that was a great. Uh, <laughs> still insulting I everybody. Would, I would. I would love if that was an actual pitch session for Biker Mice from Mars. Uh, what the I hell would, is this I show would. about? Now that we're kind of back on track. Oh, here. God, thank mm-hmm. you. Biker Mice from Mars is a science fiction action animated series created by Rick Unger that began airing in 1993 in the United States and lasted for three seasons, totaling 65 episodes, hitting that sweet. Sweet 65, Mark. Uh, despite the frequent battles in the show, no blood is shown, no firearms are used, which I, I kind of feel like we need to almost take that to task. Yeah. Uh, and many villains are monsters, aliens, and robots. There's, there's so it kind of sets up a lot of what you can expect from this show right now. Yeah, there's one additional thing I added late. Uh, did not make it into the outline. Apparently, they rebooted this back in like 2006. I did see that. Yeah. It was it was very bizarre because uh, the the original series in '93 focused on the Plutarchians, yep. which are like these fish people that were stealing resources from the Earth. And in the reboot, it's the like it's cat people. What? I mean, I guess that would have made way more sense in the beginning. It's like I know, right? Cats and mouse, like mice, like it's the, it's Natural the enemies, epic yeah. good versus evil battle. Oh my God. You know, Wait obviously. until we get to the love it hate it for tonight. You were gonna love. Love, love, love these. <laughs> People went ballistic on these. These are great. Oh, nice. This is perfect. So, you know, it, it's it, it sort of made sense with the reboot that they would kind of go with that classic cat and mouse yep. scenario. 
Uh, the cat and, or the mice and fish one sort of seems a little bit interesting. It's weird that those two varieties of animals rarely meet in the wild. Interact? <laughs> they rarely interact outside of like a kid's room or a zoo maybe. Probably not even. Or like, I don't know, a science lab. It's probably the only idea. place those things cross over. Not so much in the real but, world. But if I was looking to figure out yeah. what this show is actually about, yeah. which is not just about fish and mice meeting each other in the oh, wild as a so nature cute. documentary. It's like, it's like the wind and the willows over here. Is it? Sure. Oh, my God. What if you put a little saddle on the back of a fish and then a mouse rode it sort of into battle like from Voyage of the Dawn Treader, that little mouse that was yeah, in Yeah, the, the little guy. There's Chronicles actually there's a whole book series comic book series and i think they're making it into a movie uh they may have made it into a movie and i think it's coming as an animated series about essentially like a little mouseketeer like a little musketeer mouse oh he's like a little um renaissance era fencer uh, man about town um ladies man oh. after dark <laughs> mice after dark Yikes. yeah get it anyway get it so that's out there uh you want to know what biker mice from mars is about Nah, not anymore. Yeah. I mean, you already kind of laid it out, but let me just uh, let me just drop some details. Okay, so on the planet Mars, so we got that locked down. Once upon a time, there existed a race of anthropomorphic mice who enjoyed motorsports and had a very similar culture and society to that of human beings. Uh, at some point in time, they're all but wiped out by the Plutarchians, an alien race of obese, foul-smelling, worms-eating, fish-like humanoids who plunder other planets' natural resources because they have wasted all of their own. Three survivors. Throttle, Modo, and Vinny managed to find a spaceship and escape the Plutarchian takeover, that is really difficult to say, but end up crash landing on Earth in the city of Chicago. There, they meet a charming female mechanic named, wait for it, Charlene Charlie Davidson, <laughs> and discover that the Plutarchians have come to Earth to steal its natural resources. It's, it's, not a, it's not a unique premise by any means. It's just that the details are interesting. <laughs> they ran out of animals. So we ended up with like big steroid-ridden mice fighting uh, fat fish people from from Plutarchia, I guess. On, on motorcycles. Yeah, that makes. I love that, that makes sense. I love and guess what? I'm signed the, up. You signed up. I love that a note in the backstory is that these mice on Mars loved motorsports. They had to like. Yeah. It, they had to like acknowledge. Hmm. They're like we have an advanced race of of, of humanoid mice, but they ride motorcycles, so their entire culture must be obsessed. Obsessed with motorsports. What a weird detail, you guys. Rick? I mean, they, they even say that this population of mice are cave, cave mice. mice. Yes. And they essentially like the staged episode. the rebellion. We'll get to that in the plot a little bit. But it's like, they were just chilling in their caves, watching motorsports. And doing, pl- doing sick uh, tricks. Doing like, like the cage of death. Vaping the entire um. time. <laughs> it was great. I don't like that this vaping thing has become... It's part of it now, dude. <laughs> You so heavy-handed in this. Part of it. Uh, I have made yeah, my. We're just vaping cave mice. Dug my own grave. Right. <laughs> Damn it! Bury me with my vape. Anyway, uh, did you watch this growing up? I didn't. I knew that this existed, yeah. and I knew that this was around. But I, I think, I think I maybe watched one episode of it, and I could never recall what it was. But this was not something that I. This would have been during like the the sweet sweet period of time that I was watching cartoons. I don't think that I ever tuned in to, to check this I out. I thought this came so much later. I had no clue it was 93. Because that would have been like perfect really? cartoon watching time. That was around the time of like X-Men. Mm-hmm. Mid, mid run of Batman and all that stuff. And I remember it. I, I think I just kind of like watched it as like a, a space filler till whatever was on next. Because um, it was Ooh. just weird. But I really do remember this intro, which is one of the more insane things we've watched on this show. It's been a little while since I've said that. Um, there's some bonkers stuff that happens in this thing to set everything up. But I do remember watching it. I don't remember being like a super big fan. Like I, I didn't remember the main guy's names. I just remembered the title and a little bit of the theme song. So speaking of that. <laughs> Let's get into it. What's your first get uh, reaction to hearing this theme song? <laughs> That's a great uh, first reaction. A deep breath. Yeah, just a deep sigh. Uh, <laughs> I... I really broke this theme song into three separate parts. Can I can I can I hit you with these three parts? Yeah, please do. So it was just the visuals. Right, right. All right. So the visuals that you're seeing, uh, really over the top, super, super bonkers, a lot of stuff going on, 
that is extremely action-packed. Extreme. Yeah, this looks like this entire theme song was probably sponsored by Monster after Monster Energy Drink got into a fight with a Red Bull can. It's just, it's, you look at it, and at some points, there's just uh, the red motorcycle, I think, for, for Vinny's character that just jumps into the middle of the air, and you're like, mm. <laughs> it pulls a hard stop and a 90 degree turn straight into the sky. Straight <laughs> into the sky. I love the physics of this cartoon show. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, so I, it's... I will say it was probably sponsored by Surge at the time. Oh, wow. That is, uh, or what was the, um, wasn't it Surge? Jolt. Yeah, Jolt. Jolt. Jolt yeah, Jolt was out there too. Jolt. Remember, because Jolt was the one they were just like three times the amount of caffeine, and you're just like, yeah. Beans. They even made Jolt yeah. gum. They might still. I used to. I used to, I used chew, to chew Jolt gum. Yeah. yeah, God. I used to chew Gatorade gum. That's Ooh, a throwback. I did that once I think it was. I thought it was really tasty, and I was frustrated they took it off the market. You know, I like a good fruit stripe. I haven't had a good fruit stripe in a while. Oh, we gotta get those yikes stripes. Yikes stripes. That was good. Yeah, it was the theme song. It was, it was yikes stripes, fruit oh, stripe yeah, gum. Yeah. I don't know why you were upset or surprised. It's got a zebra on the package, dum dum. Yeah, and, he's and it came in the colored. double pack. He's a fun, yeah. loving zebra. Anyway, it was always good. So. So first part, visuals, bananas, completely crazy, some of the things that are going on. And Dave, I want to know like what particulars you had in a second. Damn but it, second oh, you part, tricked me into it. I got all excited yeah. to ask questions and talk about crazy stuff. Teased, and you're teased like, you into it, friend. Second. Anna, you will hold, you hold on. Tongue, sir. <laughs> so visuals, bananas, bonkers. Guitar solo. I it, This is its own separate part of this theme song. <laughs> I love that David just almost did a, a spit take spit into take. his computer. That would have been the end of the show because it would have sprayed all my electronics. <laughs> so we have sweet, sweet guitar solos during the entire portion of this. And this is going to extend well into the <laughs> right. show. This whole show, for some reason, somebody was just like, I can do the same guitar solo over and over and I over again. I can do it while and vaping like, and standing on my head. <laughs> They're like, you know what? We don't want to record it once and uh, and just have you do it again. They're like, just do it every single time. The and the person was, and the person was just like, ah, oh, sick, dude. <sighs> then the third and final piece of this, which is something that I I, I want to say we only saw during this this initial episode for the first time and maybe only the last time. I don't know. Is a patented. Three-way bro punch to conclude. <laughs> I don't know where that everything was that <laughs> three-way. I wanted to pause, give it a little dramatic like, tension. Which version did you want? Three-way bro punch. Triple bro punch. Yeah, it's like a triple bro fist pump, fist bump, but of mice. It yeah, it, it, but I mean, it felt like it was more like they almost like Didn't they, they just, punched each yeah. other. Did they? I thought it wasn't like an early fist bump. It was, it's it did, curious. It did you know, because it wasn't just like a quick little like bump. They just straight punched. And there was like an lightning. Invisible... It yeah, sounded yeah, like yeah, there yeah. was some, some yeah, thunder they behind 100% it. They 100% punched an invisible monster in the perfect center of the three of their, their arms. <laughs> is essentially what they did. Yeah. So I, I will say though that the thing that was a little bit curious is that we didn't get a roll call. Nope. We have all these new characters. This, the, the frantic energy of this is, is fun. And you, you do get a great sense of who's good and who's evil. Let me ask you this. Did they ever say the title? Oh, my God. Man, they said the title Biker Mice from Mars over and over. It was like, it was as, it became as annoying as the same guitar solo yes. riff that kept playing in the and background. They said it in a very specific 90s robot voice, like the synth voice. Biker, Biker Mice, Mice from, from Mars. Mars. Yeah. 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 I kept getting what was confused that? with like Skeleton Warriors in my head. I did a weird remix of the two. Really? Yeah, just because my brain's messed up, but. Okay. What was what? So, what was so bonkers about this? Oh my god! That like you remember? Like what were like what were the details in this theme song? I essentially like watched it and I kept shaking my head and my eyes kept getting bigger because it was like (laughs) there were so many things happening that I just could not understand. There's like really cool hero shots of like the three uh, mice on their bikes like riding toward the camera, but you're like you're like down on like the headlight level and you're just like looking at them come like into the screen. You're like fuck yeah, steroids and mice and motorcycles. As you as you are when you're ten, <laughs> so you're what? watching this, but at the same time, like aliens and stuff are like, are like shooting lasers at them, and they don't give a fuck. And the lasers are bouncing off their bikes and going every different direction. It's like, why are they, these dudes aren't even like phased that lasers are being shot at them right now? They're just flying off the bikes. They don't even care. 
So I thought that was kind of interesting, but in no way, shape, or form made its way into the episode at all. I mean, it's just kind of like a you shoot lasers in 80s or 90s cartoons, and they're not going to hit anything, except for that like one generator over there that's supposed to blow up. Uh, I love that each of them got like their own hero moment of like, you got to see their look, you got to see their random missing mouse parts and like the bionic replacements that they had in place of them. You got to see a little bit of their weaponry or their style of attack. You got to see the style of their motorcycle. So they have three different kinds of motorcycles. Um, The one dude with his bionic arm straight, just like arm barred another dude off of his, off of his like, I don't know, ATV, whatever it was at like 50 miles an hour down the street. And all these mice and aliens and whatever are just like riding their motorcycles across the street, which is in a, a normal American city, Chicago, but it has giant gaping potholes in the middle of the street. Now, these potholes are big enough that our mice not only have to like rocket launch to get over them, but they're big enough that they hide entire crews of other people in motorized vehicles that hide there and wait to ambush people from coming out of the pit. There were just so many random things. They rip a dude's face off. <laughs> like in that movie. What's the name of that movie? Face off. That's the one. They rip a dude's face off. They rock it into the sky. They save a human chick and like cradle her in her arms. Then, then there's like this giant alien in a, in a or giant fat man in a purple suit who's just like hovering over them, but he's the size of a building. There were so many just like abstract and just like bizarro psychedelic images in this thing. I was just like, fuck yeah, I'm going to watch this cartoon. I don't even know what's going on, but it looks insane. And hopefully I sold people on it. I, I think the I crazy thing, because you get a cut, I think what's crazy for me is that they are depicting like an almost destroyed Chicago. Yeah, it's like it's in bad shape, but not so bad yeah. that they don't still take shots at Detroit. Well, and that that's what's crazy is that like you have Detroit, which is like around four and a half hours away in the next state <laughs> over, which is practically already in this state. And they were just like, no, we're going to take shots at Chicago to show this like post-apocalyptic Chicago but then we're also going to shit on Detroit as well. It, it, yeah. That that I was like, wow, the fucking nerd. Like who who went to Chicago in this writer's room and was like, fuck this. Somebody must have had a girlfriend that was from Chicago and she was like, I'm going back to Chicago and he's like, you know what? Fine. I'm going to write Biker Mice for Mars, bitch. And like oh, and that page. became and that became this fucking show and like it, it just it felt spiteful. Like it really, there were moments where I was like, wow, these people are really kind of being, you know, about I think this. it just came from the time and that time continues until today where it was just like easy to take pot shots at Detroit. Like you remember that Cleveland thing, the Cleveland, um, tourism board, their video, the, like fake video <laughs> no. for the Cleveland tourism board where they were just like, our lake caught on fire in 1975 or whatever. Or our river <laughs> catches fire every year. Um, at the end, they're like, at least we're not Detroit. Like even even the fake oh. Cleveland tourism video took the shit on Detroit. Um, I think it but was just I, like I a think, thing to do. And and I I I agree with you that it is really easy to take shots at Detroit. Sadly, but we're in Chicago yeah. and they're taking shots at Chicago. And why the why the fuck are you gonna take shots at Chicago, man? Like that place is great. These are jokes kids love, by the way. Yeah. What kid is walking around? They're like, you know what? Fuck Chicago. Fuck the Bears. Especially because you're like, like literally anywhere else in the country and probably the world at this point. Like, they've got that stupid bean that everybody takes a photo in front of. Dude, whatever, man. That thing's great. Like, Shut up. Other than like Wrigley Field, which I think they call Quigley Field at one point. Did they not say Quigley Field? <laughs> yeah, Mayor Quigley Field. So it's not, is it not supposed to be Wrigley? No, it's Wrigley Field. Yeah, but yeah, in the show though. But they're like, they're in Chicago, but they say Quigley Field. There is a Quigley Field in Connecticut. Yeah. I, I don't know what the deal it was, was confusing. With that. Maybe they didn't want it was, to get it was weird. or whatever, but like some weird choices were made. Anyway, we're digressing. So they, 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 there, there, is a, there is a big moment where they're inside of a stadium, yeah. and Dave is right. Wrigley Field is in Chicago, um, and that's where the Cubs play. And for some reason, they call it not Wrigley Field. I don't know if that was maybe something where they like it was copyright infringement, like or said, yeah. they, you know, they they ran it past it, and they're just like, oh, at this point, or when when biker mice would, when biker mice would have sat down on Earth, we would have clearly vacated and gone to another city at this point. And they're like Quigley Field. You're like, oh, great, wow, you really circumvented <laughs> that problem with a letter, you idiot. What, what letter is as weird as W? 
Q. Ah, Q. Quigley Field. That's what it is. <laughs> or they just literally looked on the keyboard and they were like, oh, Q's next to W. Let's do that one. Yeah. I mean, let's just let's just move down the line. Yeah, let's just go down the corner. We're gonna call it Tab Field. Tab Field, <laughs> tab field is field. the next next button to the left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's geez. weird, and we'll get there a little bit more in the plot with some of these weird things. But as far as the animation style, what do you think? I, I didn't I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't find too much to complain about. No, I mean, you know, we we've hit at and we've talked with some of its other contemporaries that would have been out this yeah. time: TMNT, Street Sharks. Same kind of design, uh, anthropomorphic creatures yeah. on. On double steroids, methamphetamines. Did they, did they have little deedly bops, or was that only on their helmets? I couldn't tell. I can't. Remember. No, they had little. They had little. Well, wow. Let's break that down real yeah. quick. When Dave says diddly bops, these biker mice, because they are Martians as yeah. well, they have little antenna on the top of their head. It it's not a part of their helmet. It's it's a part of their body. So the helmet like fits over. I was so confused by the helmet design because it's like sometimes their face comes through where the visor is, and then other times the visor like would have sheared. Their mouse face off. So, oh, are you serious? Because I actually thought that, that was one of the cooler things that they I had. It was cool, but I, sometimes it looked a little, just a little off. Guys, I do not like. Uh, I don't like cars. I don't like motorcycles. I don't like transportation like just in general. Yeah, I like I like slow scooters. Yeah. Sick, sick smoke While tricks. Vaping. Yeah, <laughs> wow, baby. And so I, I, I hate myself uh, for introducing that into the beginning of the show, but I'm also proud never of myself. Be commit to the bit so uh but to see <laughs> to see all these things that they have in terms of the helmets i thought that was actually a pretty cool unique thing and you're right dave to your point uh it looks like at some point that the like whatever the the force field that is created in the front yeah. of the helmet would have like would have just clean <laughs> sheared their their little mouse face They're right whiskers, off at least. The, yeah those little whiskers and but at the same time, it, it's it's a helmet. It's a regular bike helmet, uh, but it, it it kind of looks a little bit futuristic, yeah. Martian-ish. You know, kind of more space helmet-ish. Yeah, yeah. And whenever they put it on, they can tap the side, and it has this little force field that goes up and goes down. So they can get shot again with lasers that aren't going to hit them anyway. That are going to bounce and deflect right off. And it's also helpful whenever you are falling from orbit into into Quigley Stadium. Or just, you know, because for, like, biker <laughs> safety, right? So you need to have helmets on. Sure. Yeah. Even though these are badass, I mean, that was like, the case, outlaw mice from Mars. I mean, if that was the case, then they would have been wearing, you know, like, like the actual, and, like, spine protectors right. and, like, leathers and, like, actual and gloves. And, yeah. and it, it, I felt like there were moments in this show where these mice just wanted to get naked and ride around uh, on their bike. Moments. And I would have been like, show, yeah. The entire show, the entire premise of this first episode is based around mice wanting to bang human lady it's just super super speaking of the animation style if you took april o'neill okay from tmnt and then you i think kept her hair but then took her yellow jumpsuit and basically just made it in like a (laughs) denim jumpsuit would you 100 percent have charlie (laughs) davidson yeah, you, okay, you would. I just you want would. to make sure. I thought she had like a purple shirt and then like shirt. denim okay. jeans. It was like a purple work shirt and then she had sort of just I think like it denim. May have changed color a couple times, but a couple times. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like I like the fact that she seems very approachable because the thing that was always even curious, if you're a giant alien mouse, which I want to save for the uh, either characters yeah. which we can get into now or the um. I don't want to get into the characters just yet, but go ahead, finish your thoughts. Sorry. Okay. Well, I was going to say that for April O'Neil, it always really kind of frustrated me that she was a news reporter but she was also in this like bright yellow jumpsuit which then i i and i I know that it came before this movie but now i looking back on it i always associate it with the bride's get up like her jumpsuit her yellow jumpsuit from kill bill um that would be if i had one quentin tarantino moment where i could call him up and ask him a question be like did was was the bride's costume inspired by April O'Neil from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I think it wasn't her like Fox Force Five getup. Remember that like movie I, within a movie that she was supposed to be in? She did like the pilot for it. Yeah, absolutely, and it was correct. But that still could have been inspired by April O'Neil. Who knows? You yeah. probably just like the aesthetic. Mm. I'll ask him next time. Uh, um, yeah, I want to blend sort of animation style and character talk because each of these characters has something like interesting or unique about them and some of it I think works and some of it is like really distracting as far as an animation uh, <laughs> standpoint goes so let's talk about our three bros and the bro punch All right. who's your favorite of the three bros <sighs> 90210 Ian Ziering 
Yeah, Maybe. it's Ian Ziering. Vincent the yeah. Mouse. Yeah, we have a we have a character named Vinny, Vinny Bobini, um, who is is voiced by Ian Ziering from Beverly Hills 90210. And to the credit of this, I want to say this before we get deep into this. In the like the reboot that they did uh, in the 2000s, yeah. the original voice cast came back to voice the mice. Oh, that's cool. Catch that check. Yeah, and so that was kind of cool that they they all came back. Ian Ziering was like, I haven't done anything since the movie Domino, so I'm just sitting around hoping that Biker Mice from Mars was is going to come back Was he not in the uh, Sharknado series? Oh, God, he was. I mean, that's, that's... not great. I think it was post-2006. I can't remember. Ugh. That's yeah, not a great claim to fame. I'd prefer Biker Mice from Mars. So so this dude is like, uh, again, picture a human. Now make him a mouse. Uh, but he's completely like white furred. He really loves human chicks. And here's a fun fact. The right side of his face was burned off uh, during the rebellion. <laughs> and so but he wears the other a, side uh, there is like. Yeah, it's just as good. It's like the good side. It's just as good. Yeah, but he's just yeah. got like a giant metal plate over half of his over half of his face. Was that distracting to you, it the plate? It was a little bit, just because it's Really? Like, I kept looking at them. They're introduced as like these like cool bike riding dudes and they've got like bionic parts and they're, they're heroes and everything. And then they say that, you know, we were in this rebellion and we fought and most of our brethren died and we escaped, but not completely. And then you find out that they were also like experimented on in a little bit. So it's just yeah. kind of like, I'm, I'm essentially watching like refugee, war veteran, prisoners of war escapees that were also subject to experimentation. So watching that as like an adult, that took me a, a, away from it a little bit. Plus I just watched um, The Plague Dogs and Watership Down the other day again. Oh, so, yeah. God, why would you do that well, to yourself? Well, it's for work. But, uh, well, I know it's for work because I read the article oh, cool, on Collider. Cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it was a little tough. I was trying to enjoy the lasers and the fun stuff, but at the same time, I'm like, you're – you were all experimented on, and I'm very sad about it, and I, I want yeah. you to be okay. I think the challenging thing for this is that as we're kind of merging and linking like a lot of yeah. the, the plot, character design, and animation style together, uh, they never really unpackage, in my mind, a lot of the different layers that Dave is bringing up. And so really, the, when, you, when you look at this, they're like, Vinny, the... the, the, the the pros that Dave has mentioned about like he's uh you know he 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 rides this red motorcycle he, he rides you know, more like he, a sport uh, bike yeah rather than like a laid back <clears throat> chopper kind of thing yeah you know he's uh he's big into like uh to women he's like the first person to like jump into the fray yeah. to like throw a punch he's also probably the clumsiest yes. or sort of like the goofball yes. of the group he's too he's the Michelangelo mm. of the group yes they accentuate those points as opposed to war refugee prisoner of war experimented on animal you know who have been like whose planet has been destroyed and they've been kicked off of their home world and so it's it's fun because obviously (laughs) they're going to well i I say that it's fun because you know those things because like you said this you know those things are really heavy and to like think about them and have them in a child's cartoon you know, I I don't know that it would communicate well as opposed to just like we should get some dogs and some root beers, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh yeah, now I want a hot dog and a fucking see, root beer. Like, Damn it! It's like the other guys, like the one dude. Uh, so Moto has uh, an eye patch, and he also has. Right. He's kind of my favorite because he's like the big bruiser of the group, even though he doesn't get much to do in this one. But he lost his whole friggin' arm, and he had to have a bionic arm replaced. Um, I like that it's not as bad as like that faceplate staring at you every time though. There's something about the faceplate that just it reminds me of all the horrors and stuff of like war and, and experimentation. Whereas the other stuff is just like fun. Like who wouldn't want to have a giant bionic arm where you can like blast shit? Or the other dude has it's like, the... uh, I think he lost, he lose both of his eyes. Yeah, who Throttle lost his eyes on the incident. Really? Yeah, so that's why he has the sunglasses all the time because he's got bionic eyes, but his sunglasses also clue in and they give him like a, like spec capabilities and like a, like a heads up display kind of thing. He's also got a like, power glove, which is pretty sweet. I do like the uniforms these guys had. If I was built like a biker mice, uh, biker mouse from Mars, I'd probably wear like you know leather biker vest just around the house, I guess, and like gloves it's, and stuff <laughs> with spikes on it to go to the Publix or whatever. 
I was going to say, it's almost like uh, the Casey Jones yes. character from the original TMNT <laughs> cartoon. And then if you took away more pants and took away more and shirt. And fur and then took pieces of his flesh and replaced it with metal and made it bionic. It's messed up. Oh, and and then gave them like wicked sick six packs. Yeah, these guys are cut. Cut to death. Terrifying mice. I don't know what's going on, but they're terrifying mice. Um, <laughs> let's. We've kind of mentioned the three main guys. I think it, they kind of come to life more in the episode itself. Any, anything sure. to say about Charlie Davidson other than she's just kind of like an April O'Neil clone? <clears throat> no. I mean, she she seems to have a couple confusing lines, I guess, that are in this episode that we can talk about because it, it seems to show that she either has more history or more involvement with the biker mice. It's and it's like one line in particular that was just very confusing, but there seems to be sort of a very flirty relationship between her as well as also uh, our buddy Vinny Bobini. Yeah. yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit because there's a lot of weirdness going on with her from the outset. So yeah, before we get to that, what villains, uh, we meet a handful of them here. <laughs> what do you think about these villains? Does any, anybody stand uh, out particularly for one reason or another? Yeah. <laughs> What's he got? Uh, well, we, we've, got, we've got three. Uh, there's there's so, technically four, but one is very, very minor. Oh, uh, okay. Well, so we have three major yeah. that will continue like throughout the series. One that's like the, the villain of the Ooh, week. I apologize. I'll, I'll correct you and myself again. There's actually five. There's a little guy who shows up as like... What? There's a little guy who shows up. He's the assistant to Dr. Carbuncle. His name is Fred the Mutant. Fred the, Fred mutant. the mutant. Oh my god! All right. He's the one where they like stitch uh, like a squid arm on him for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow. All right. So we've got Fred the Mutant. <laughs> yeah. uh, operating on him, we have our our mad scientist of the group, Carbuncle. Right. Uh, we have uh, we have Grease Pit. He's. I have so many questions about this guy. I have a lot. Of, I have a lot of questions myself. Uh, we have. Uh, was it, it was Lawrence Limburger. Um. Lindberger, yep. a lot of cheese stuff uh, going on, like here. stinky, like stinky blue cheese, yeah, a lot of cheese stuff. Um, and then we have, uh, I believe the the villain of the week was called the Exterminator. The Exterminator. Yes. So uh, we could probably, I, I don't know, was there anybody in particular? In that, yeah, it's fun. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I, I just have anybody questions though, about Grease Pit. Yeah, let's ask those Grease Pit questions because they're going to come up. Because we're gonna get right into it pretty quick. Yeah. So Brad. So what? What about? So Grease Brad Pit? Garrett voices Grease Pit, which is great. Uh, perfect voice for this. I think he was actually like the lead voice in the in the casting, which was weird. Maybe they just did it in first name alphabetical order. I don't know. But uh, great voice. You probably know him from what? Uh, what the hell's that show with the Raymond? Everybody loves. I was Raymond. confusing it with everybody hates Chris, and I was like, oh everybody hates How Raymond. You... I don't know. No, that's that is that is a <laughs> young Raymond. Is that what Those it is? Those are two very separate families. No, it's not young. Everybody Raymond. loves Raymond. Everybody... No, why young Raymond? Yeah, like young Sheldon. Why would they? Oh my God! Why would they reboot? What? Oh, believe me, <laughs> believe me. If they thought about it, they would reboot a young Raymond show. Anyway, so Brad Garrett, um, also from, did he do a stint on Seinfeld for a little bit? I'm digressing. I'm sure that I mean, they had a lot of people who were on. Yeah, so let's sure. just count it there. So I'm not. I'm definitely not a Seinfeld aficionado. Okay, so Brad Garrett is great, and he's also Grease Pit. Grease Pit is this like a hulking. I'm assuming he's human, hulking, uh, really dumb guy, but super strong, and he wears just overalls, but nothing underneath it, which is a really strange fashion choice in my opinion, and a ball cap. But the reason they call him Grease Pit is not just because he's a mechanic, like a like a oil mechanic or a car mechanic, always covered in oil. He secretes motor oil from his body he is constantly spewing out from his pores 10w40 motor oil and i i have so many questions about that why is this happening please explain it to me why is this happening i, I mean you have to i don't have, have an any i don't have Call any other <laughs> I, I don't have any <laughs> get, get what's yep. on the phone right now so i don't have any particular good reason other than what it does is it creates slapstick comedy in a cartoon it, like slipstick comedy it's like Ugh, you're you're reaching with these puns here pun tank back pun up tank, run dry it's uh oh boy it's real gross i'll give him that yeah it, it's just it, think about somebody if you could imagine the pig pen character from peanuts yeah. who's just constantly like sweating yeah, and, and has those, little those dirt like clouds. dirt stink yeah, yeah. marks 
And it's so, and then add a layer of they are just constantly dripping motor That's oil so from from all parts of the body, not like just not like you know underarms yeah. uh, or just like parts where like people would normally sweat. Like we're just talking like his body is just like it. It, it looks like it's just constantly. It's kind of like just a rain of of oil, a rain of motor oil from this. Yeah. Dude. Even when he's just standing it's still, weird. it's a really strange thing because he's just supposed to be. It's human. weird, but it's it's unique. I mean, I've unique. never seen. It, I've never. We've. It's just a very weird choice to just have somebody profusely a, dripping oil all the no, time. No reason, for other than to no remind you that he's a mechanic, despite the fact that his name's Grease Pit and he's wearing like machinist overalls. Maybe that changed in the rest of the season because it's probably got to be hell to animate. But. Well, they have a they have a later. I think it was in the reboot. They have another character, yeah. or maybe he was in this one as well. Uh, I think it was a, a character in the original that then also came over into the reboot, but his name I is think he's Pit in this Boss. Yeah. I think he's in this one Ugh. too, yeah. But those were the guys who were actually like hiding in the potholes. That was the pit crew that was literally right. waiting in giant potholes to go out and then knock people out. Anyway, we don't quite meet them in this uh, first episode, uh, which is called Rock and Ride. Uh, we do meet the biker mice chilling in a spaceship in space, minding their own business, drinking some pops, and watching motorsports, as cave mice do. <laughs> so everything's chill. It's it's really weird to see them in, because they are full adult yeah, least, mice. Yeah, they're from Mars, mice, probably out on the prowl looking for some tail. You know, they are they they're they're capable. Yeah. They've been through war. They've seen hell. You know, a, a lot of things have happened that have sh- changed and shaped them as yeah. characters and individuals. It's just really interesting to see that adult mice from Mars have the same kind of I need to hang out and relax idea of how to decompress yeah. after a long day as I did when I was 12 <laughs> it's years weird how old. weird those things match up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very Also pe- similar very peculiar. and running in parallel is that when you are chilling with your bros, you often get attacked by uh, aliens. That want your resources, I guess, yeah. and then shoot you so that you have to crash land in Wrigley Field. Oh, but you don't just crash land in Wrigley Field. You have to, oh, Quig oh, Quigley Wig- Field, Wrigley Field, uh, Pig Piggly Wiggly Field, nailed it. Piggly Wiggly Field. So that you have to. Uh, okay, I've got questions. If I'm rambling, it's because I have questions. Sure. If you just if you're in space and you lean out of your spaceship, do you just instantly die, or does it take a few seconds? <laughs> I. Bro did so not there have is this moment where on, when right? they, I didn't think so. He didn't have anything on. Mouse so th- hanging out in space. There's, there is a moment where, uh, and, and this is this is why I've been saying this joke all night. Uh, Throttle goes to Vinny. Uh, they show like yeah. a like a rocket launcher, and he get and Throttle just goes to Vinny. Yeah, vape him. Exactly. <laughs> I, I was and just this like is Rob Paulson, by the way. That voice is so, uh, uh, Throttle. So the voice of like Yakko, yeah. or and uh, and, yeah. and Pinky. So I'm sorry, this... the voice of Pinky. He might do Yakko too, but definitely the voice of Pinky from Pinky and the Brain. So we we have him. We have Vinny leaning out the side of a spaceship, still in space. Which you know, I'm pretty sure there's a vacuum or there's some type of like air compression problem that they just solved or either just wrote out because they didn't care, but. It's it's the equivalent of like hanging <laughs> yeah, out exactly. the side like of like a truck as it's moving path. and just shoot and like yeah trucker shoot yeah. and shooting a bazooka at somebody or like an RPG and it's just it's funny because it immediately gets knocked out of his uh, his hand they make fun of him because they're just like you know you're supposed to shoot it before yeah, you like throw it out of whatever, the, yeah. the freaking plane yeah yeah things things quickly go pear shaped <sighs> for these guys their ship crashes but what is their sort of what is their ejection seat. What is their what is their safety pod or shuttle? It 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 is 100%. their three. So they motorcycles. don their helmets and then and jump on their motorcycles and ride to Earth from orbit. Uh, you're forgetting forget? one key detail, Dave. Uh, because there are only oh, three things that you again. can count on. I don't know if you're aware, but it's brains, bikes, and bros. Uh, do you want to hear the whole quote? Yeah, go ahead. In this wild and woolly universe, there are three things you can count on your brains, your bros, and your bike. So helmets on. It's time to rock and ride. ride. And that's the first time he says the title, and I loved it. Good job, Throttle. Uh, okay, so now your your escape pod is your motorcycle <laughs> that you're going to ride down from orbit 
and perfectly crash land in the middle of a, a, a baseball game at Quigley Field. Yep. Oh, that... That would be a pretty spectacular show, to be honest with you. That is completely... Like, it is an actual baseball game happening at that time. Yeah. Stands are full, and they oh. all watch extraterrestrials crash into a scoreboard. Motorcycles. <laughs> yeah, the ship crashes into the scoreboard. They land in, like, center field, and then are just like, hey, <laughs> just waved to everybody. They're on, like, the big screen, except it's now destroyed. <laughs> and then they literally just ride like around the bases once and then just rock it up into the stands and escape. And here's where maybe my favorite part of the episode happens when Vinny is riding through like the tunnels to get out of the ballpark. Yeah. What happens to Vinny? Cause this is great. So, I mean, when's the last time you went to a ball game? I was at one a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you know what? I actually, I missed, I don't think I went to any game. I went to a game yeah, last year. Season. Yeah. I didn't go this so, season. In your lifetime, you've probably been to I don't know, a dozen, half dozen, whatever yeah. baseball games. How often when you're walking through crowded uh, stands during a live ballpark, is there like a mugger with like a crowbar threatening a concession stand worker in order to rob them of their uh, hard-earned money? I don't know, man. You know, we we lived in Pittsburgh for a while, and so PNC Park, I, I, PNC I, Park can get rough. I went, to, I went to Veterans Stadium when I was still there. Oh, God, and, uh, yeah. You know, only Phillies games and Mets games and uh, Yankees games. I've been to, yeah, Bronx Stadium, Mets Stadium. Uh, Veteran Stadium, Pansy Park. I, I don't remember. <laughs> I remember seeing fights. I don't remember ever seeing somebody held up with a crowbar. But I mean, in this moment, here we have this punk holding up a concession stand worker with and, like, this crowbar. Full regalia. Yeah. He's got like his, a cup of popcorn and like his little platter full of like stuff to sell and his little hat. <sighs> I just cracked me up. There's nobody else around and this fucking a Martian mouse comes through on his motorcycle. <sighs> but he saved the day. He saved the day. He did a good thing. Uh, do you know? Do you did you catch the little uh, terrible tag that they had that was at the end? Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. So we need to explain this joke for some of our listeners out there. But to set this up, <laughs> we really don't. It's the dumbest joke ever. But it's... I think we do. I don't think people get the cultural. Oh really? Okay. Let's it. get into it. I mean, I mean, Bobby probably does, and Helter definitely does. But like some of the people who maybe weren't born or weren't watching TV in like early '90s or whatever might not know it. Anyway, so Vinny rides by this guy and then he runs back. He vaporizes the crowbar, yeah. essentially, with like a gun on his bike. And then like strong arms a student to leaving him alone. So the, the concessions guy is like, oh, hey, thanks, man. Not, what the fuck, mouse? Why do you have a motorcycle in a bulb? No, no questions. Hey, thanks, dude. You want a hot dog? So Vinny's like, yeah, I've heard about these things. I'll, uh, I'll check it out. Takes it and then rides away. But then what happens? He returns on his motorcycle Right. And looks at the guy who kind of seems stunned that he's come back. Mm-hmm. And he just goes, uh, pardon me, do you have any gray poupon? Damn it. Gets some some mustard, gets this gray poupon mustard, puts it over his dog, and then just like peels off with like a ha-ha! <laughs> yeah, he cracked himself up. <sighs> this was, all right, so it's around the time where it's easy to make fun of Detroit. It's around the time where that commercial for gray poupon mustard, which features just like... Uh, what is it, uh, uh, like rich ladies at like functions or whatever, and they ask a, a butler if he has any gray poupons? What was the setup for the commercial? I, I think it was something where it was like somebody who was unassuming asked somebody who was maybe higher status. Yeah. Like, pardon me, do you have any gray poupon? And somebody would always produce this yeah, jar, jar of, of mustard. And, and yeah. just, I... I don't know. I yeah, mean, it was. It wasn't. It was usually like some punk kid goes up to like some like dude wearing a tux at a at an opera. Uh, or something. P- pardon me, bro. Pardon Too me. many gray poupons. And it was so. It was so in the culture at the time in '92 or '93 that they decided to write it into this <laughs> this particular scene. And if you watch it today, <laughs> it just sounds funny, but without any like cultural cognizance of it. It's just like, wait, what? Well, you have to realize that Biker Mice from Mars way ahead of its time, really hitting yeah. at the cultural zeitgeist oh, yeah. of the early 90s. Yeah. Hey, guess what? Uh, you want to know something about space bikes? What's up about space bikes? They can drive literally anywhere at any time, but they still require maintenance, Yeah, apparently. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, presumably they would, because when they're on top of the stadium, uh, tra- to transition to the point that I know that you're going to make now, they're off the stadium and they and uh and Moto asks, he goes, uh, <laughs> you see any way off of here? <laughs> to which Throttle just goes, 
the usual. Let's roll. And then they jump off the top of the stadium into yeah. the parking lot. Yes. And then they're just like, huh? Well, you oh, know, we fell me. we fell out of orbit and yeah. we jumped off of a stadium. Huh. Our bikes are a little bit damaged. Yeah, our bikes are like dinging around and making funny noises. I love that they say they've been tra- uh, traveling around like the destroyed streets of Chicago for hours at this point looking for a mechanic. Yeah. And the three of them all staring in the same direction can't find a mechanic anywhere except lo and behold there's one literally right in front of them yep. in the direction that they're all looking. That cracked me up to no end. It was a frustrating so they, joke for me to make. It was very frustrating. Yeah. But they find the last chance garage. And this is where they happen across Charlie. And this is also where we happen across Grease Pit. Yep. So Grease Pit is trying to like strong arm Charlie for his boss, Limburger, uh, into basically what? Signing over the garage? Yeah. I believe he's he's bought up all the other land and real estate that's in that area. And so he's yeah. just, it's again, it's that trope of just like, I've got everything else. I just need that one last signature. Exactly. And one you're the last thing. you're the one holdout, exactly. and I'm gonna so get you, Pitt. yeah, Harley Davidson's um, daughter. <laughs> let me let me ask you this: Did you pay attention to any of the foley while this stuff was going on? Because there's this moment here where Vinny kind of gets in on the on the fighting action, but like Sean mentioned earlier, it's so goofy, and he ends up just being kind of like slapstick comedy instead of like a, an actual hero figure. But the foley was really awful. No, no, no. Tell me what happened. It was just very like cartoonish and slapstick and it was way more on the comedy end than like the, the action comedy side of thing. So it was all just kind of like, you know, the slipping on a banana peel and the whoa and the, yeah. So it was a little off, a little more on the slapstick side, but this is also the first episode. So whatever, they might've figured out their tone a little bit more later on. But you mentioned <laughs> that Vinny's sometimes kind of goofy. So what's up with Vinny at this point? Uh, I mean, he slides, uh, he slides across on like grease. He pulls a, a cool trick to begin with though right he pulls out he's got these like flares and like a bandolier uh and that's on his chest. that's like his signature thing is like flares yeah. just messing with flares just hit him with takes flares. a flare out he burns like a rope in half that's like hanging from the ceiling swings like tarzan and tries to like kick grease pit but he slips in a the puddle of this grease and just goes slap sticking around and then his bros come and, and help clean the place up uh to which throttle says it's tail whipping time Yep. Right before he actually whipped somebody with his tail. Yeah. Which was fun. I, you know, I don't know a lot about mice anatomy, admittedly. Mm-hmm. Mice fights? I did not think, I've not, I did not subscribe to mice fights. Uh, I've got this a, season. a collection of VHSs for you, like a good dozen of them. It's, well, it's very curious. Mice fights 10 is a uh, choice. That's the, that's the seminal mice fight. If you're going to, it gonna, is it, yeah. It's, if you're going to enter classic. into mice fight, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 10 is, 10 is what usually sells a lot of people. It's yeah. getting real weird. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, the thing, uh, I I didn't think I I didn't I didn't think that a, I didn't think that a mouse's <laughs> tail could be that strong. I mean, I guess from playing Pokemon, it's similar. Rattata or Rattata has a tail whip. Oh. They have a, if they have a tail whip, it lowers your defense. Okay, it's super effective. Oh my god! But let me ask you this: If you're a human, uh, presumably, and let's say you work at a mechanics and then a bunch of giant humanoid mice dudes bust in and they save you but they're also like giant humanoid mice dudes are you gonna have questions uh yeah or are you just gonna be like thanks we're totally cool bros now and we're best friends i mean i guess you wouldn't because if you're around other humans that are just profusely sweating grease all the time and you don't need an explanation for that maybe you're just cool with the unexpected I guess it just seems very strange because she like asked them a question and they were just like, no, we're just like cool dudes. And she's like, oh, great. Let's be best friends. Live together. I'm going to fix your bikes. I'm also going to upgrade your weapon system. No, no questions about any of this. And meanwhile, uh, maybe you want to talk about this now. You mentioned that earlier Vinny flirts a lot with Charlie and she kind of like flirts back, but also doesn't really reciprocate. So what's up? What's going on? Ah, It's a it's a confusing relationship because it seems like it's sort of a very love hate where He'll make a pass at her, she'll refute it, and then maybe like a line later, she'll kind of cozy up to him a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's interesting. The line that I had that was in question uh, comes when, uh, so she gets kidnapped in two scenes. Yes. Uh, and she gets put on this weird mouse trap. <laughs> yeah, designed by Dr. Carbuncle because it's a better mouse trap. Right. And so, uh, Vinny catches her on his bike, 
Yeah. And, you know, he's with his tail. Yeah, with his tail. And he's just like, you know, he's like, I got you, babe. And she's like, have you been eating onions again? And there's he, a lot of stinky breath jokes in this. And he's just like, story of my life. <laughs> Can't get any respect. I'm like, all right, Dangerfield. All right, Danger Rod, Mouse. Yeah. Rodney Danger Mouse. Calm down with this. It's just, it was a, like, it's weird because in that moment, you realize that they've been hanging out for maybe a couple hours. If that. Uh, um, I mean, I guess, yeah, if she fixed all their bikes or whatever. But, I mean, you have, I mean, maybe there is more familiarity with other species from outer space than what we're, we're really under, coming to understand. Uh, because. Yeah, that's true. She, she's updating and upgrading these bikes that have and missiles and everything. And then you see yep. all these other cars that are earthbound and they don't really have that technology. <laughs> or some of them have limited weapons technology. Weapons Right. And yeah. so. It's just kind of interesting that she's just like, yeah. But at the same time, the Plutarchians are hiding. Like, Limburger is hiding. He's got a mask and everything else on, so I don't think that they know that the aliens are actually there because he's mining everything out from under people's noses. But meanwhile, he's this really stinky, fat fish creature. Right. Uh, we do learn in this episode, they unmask him, and they're like, you're a Plutarchian, and they figure it out. And I thought the battle was, like, done there. I thought it was done when they got Charlie back and peaced out. No, they go back. <laughs> they go back after him. Which is where I learned that their bikes uh, are self-driving and they respond to whistles, yeah. which is fun. Which I like that. This is really the the thing I wanted to bring up during our character discussion of this, but I wanted to wait until this point. These okay. bikes really are characters in and of themselves. They're like the stars of the show. Yeah. The mice are just kind of like on them. Yeah. I I, uh, I ended up watching maybe the first five minutes of the beginning of the three part finale. Yeah, I want to check that out. And there, there is a moment where the biker mice get captured and shot underground into like a cave, Ooh, and that's cool. and as they are getting sucked into the ground, their bikes drive up over top of it and then start like doing wheelies on top of like and where like it's digging out. Yeah, and yeah, of course. It's just like what it, bikes are the best. It's it's funny to see them have so much personality. It's kind of a, a welcome yep. addition to the show. Let me ask you this. Do you welcome uh, a Terminator ripoff to this first episode? I do. Tell um, me about the Exterminator. He is essentially Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah, in, a, in a skeleton robot form. Yeah. Uh, or just like full out like T-800 mode yeah. with shoulder pads with spikes on it. Yeah. Kind of a mohawk. Combination of like, like Legion of Doom, yeah. punk mohawk, and yeah, Terminator. With some questionable hair choices. Uh, yes. Even to the point that, like, it makes a a terrible um, Arnold Schwarzenegger impression at the end, it does. It where does he just goes, "I'll be back," and you're like, "I'll be back." I'm like, I don't know if they were, but I like that they sink into like a vat of oil. This thing did not take a lot of brains or brawn to defeat. They basically just let it on a chase throughout the streets of Chicago, and then it lowered itself into a vat of oil. <laughs> that was the end of it. I do like though. At some point, somebody says, uh, "End of the road, rodent," and it reminded me of. Let's hit the road, Rovers. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, they're linked. Uh, but then what do you what do you do after you've defeated the villains, saved the princess or whatever? What do you do with your bros at the end of the day? Uh go get some food. Go get some, go get some chow. Go get some chow. Rock and ride. Rock and ride. And that's it. This was this is where he lassoed Charlie. Vinny lassoes Charlie oh, with his yeah. tail. Oh yeah. And puts her on the bike. Mm -hmm. We didn't mention though, there is a little mm. flashback sequence uh when the Oh, Throttle has like a weird mind meld with Charlie at this point, right? Oh, yeah. This he is like touches her forehead. That was weird. And they do a flashback to like the Martian Revolution. And this is the disturbing part. You got you get to see them like fighting and there's people like falling over dead and they recognize Carbuncle when they see them that they've been experimented on. So there's like, there's some weird shit that goes down here, but most of it's surrounded by just like insanity. You see, you say weird and I say genius because Oh, I loved it. They have these little antennas or doodads as I think you refer to them. Deedlebops. Deedlebops as you referred to them earlier. This is a great way to do some some storytelling and provide some of this yep. history very, very quickly and yes. do it in a visual fashion as opposed to just giving you tons and tons of exposition dialogue yeah. that was unnecessary. Because Or in the intro. It's, yeah. it's just a really cool, like, these diddly bops light up, they touch to Charlie's head, and she's just yeah. like, oh my God, I see everything in 4K. <laughs> it was really ahead of its time. Yeah. Like 25 years. <laughs> God, 25 years. Yeah. That's how long ago this came out. That is stupid. We're not that old. Mm -hmm. right, guys. We are. All right. My my hip's acting up, so we're going to have to end it. <laughs> um, 
before we get to our recommendations for tonight, I feel like some people out there might love the show, but others maybe not. Oh man, guys, uh, we obviously have opinions about this show. <laughs> Guess what? You out there on the internet, you guys have tons of opinions as well, and we like oh, to boy, comb. We like to comb through them and pick our two favorites for our segment. Love it or hate it. And to do that, we are going to turn this over to longtime listener in front of the show, Bobby Anthem. Bobby, take it away for this week's Love It or Hate It. This week's Love It was written by Equilibrium 13 from Estonia. It's titled Old Biker Mice from Mars Cartoon is the Best Ever Seen. And I will be reading it exactly as it is written. It was given a rating of 10 out of 10 and it was submitted on June 4th, 2009. My birthday. Hint. Equilibrium said, well, I was five years old when this cartoon started in Estonia. I love this old show because they were like real. Everything in this old cartoon was excellent. Then I heard that Biker Mice series was finished. That made me very sad. Then I grow up and started to search out opportunities to see my old favorite cartoon again. And what I see, you have made new one with same characters, but they look nothing like they were. I have seen the new one trailers, and honestly, I miss old Biker Mice even more. Because when you started this cartoon, every character were full of energy, especially Mises. I vote 10 for old cartoon and 3 for new one. And you hate it. Not really a hated at all, but a WTF of the week. It's titled Kernel of Truth, posted on March 9th, 2006, by Words Like Violence Break the Silence at Hotmail.com from the United Kingdom, who said, Biker Mice from Mars is, in my opinion, very entertaining when I was little. I also think it's what will happen one day to all mice. I mean, why not? It happened to humans. When evolution catches up with humans, it will be the ape's turn. If animals ever decided to evolve, who's to say they won't want to ride bikes and rule the earth? Or, of course, help save the cities and towns from plunder and peril. Biker Mice from Mars has a kernel of truth about reality. That reality is that ignorance is bliss. As long as we choose not to see, we can't prevent what will inevitably happen. P.S. The images from the series throughout had good color use, which made the characters appear more real. I believed. I'll say this, Bobby, that certainly was a kernel of truth. Kernel <laughs> Truth from Bobby Anthem. Look for Bobby Anthem's new podcast series, A Kernel of Truth. Yeah, he's actually on the show. He plays a character called Kernel Truth. Yeah, Kernel Truth. Kernel Truth. Bobby Anthem as Kernel Truth. Love it. Looking forward to that. We're going to kickstart that one and go to our Patreon page. Anyway, so, buddy, Biker Mars from Mars... Do you recommend it? And if not, does it get the dip? Meaning it is erased from all existence for all time. Ah, uh, I have to. I know I keep deep sighing this entire there's episode. There's a lot of there's a lot of sigh. Yeah. There's like condensation building up on your screen. I mean, I, I'm ready for the Cy Young Award. That's what it's for. It's the person Awful. with the the best yeah. deep sigh, Ow. right? We're ending it. What? Right there. No, pun tank full. Uh, yeah, you overflowed yeah. that pun tank. <laughs> I recommend this. I think that, really? yeah, I do. You know, I think for a lot of the uh, anthropomorphic uh, mode of transportation, animal choice, uh, planet or specific geolocation uh, for all these like animal men yeah. shows that we've watched. Uh, animal men? Animal men shows. <laughs> I thought you, it sounded like you said animal mensch. Like, these are real good. These are real good these guys. These are real good animals. Give them a watch. Real good animals. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I find these enjoyable. I felt a lot of nostalgia for this in the same vein that I enjoyed Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and some of these other cartoons. Not Street Sharks, but uh, this is to say that this show, I don't know that it was jawsome, um, but it was definitely really enjoyable. And I'm kind of curious to see where they, they go with it. And the fact that they rebooted this yeah. uh, like a decade later and had the original voice cast come in and participate... Uh, Stuff like that's always kind of curious to me to see that they that there was that kind of demand, and I found out that there is, I believe, uh, a Super Nintendo video game. Uh, yes, there for is this as well. Yeah. So I am very curious to try to uh, 
to to find some type of a like a swap meet or uh, an old gaming place and see if I can find this uh, this cartridge. I hope it's like a I hope it's like a side scrolling brawler or like an arcade brawler, and then every once in a while you have like a, a straight on uh, like uh, racing like motorcycle obstacle course game. That'd be pretty cool. I'd be I'd imagine it's something like that going through like the destroyed streets of Chicago or something, maybe like old school Ghostbusters style NES. Nice. Yeah, I don't know. I would play that. Um, how how I'd play it. What are, you, what are you feeling about Biker Mice for Mars? I'd, re- I'd recommend this too. I mean, it's great if you're a furry and you're looking for a new costume. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, it's great for anthropomorphic mensch cartoons. <laughs> no, it's fun. It's fun. And if you want to be a completist and watch every uh, animal slash or adjective slash animal cartoon out there, then Biker Mice for Mars is, is a, a good choice. It's weird. It's wacky. It's fun. There's some mythology to it that I think is pretty interesting. The designs are interesting, if a little disturbing. Um, but it's fun. I'd give it a shot. And like I said, watch one episode. You'll enjoy it either way, but you'll know if you want to watch more or not after that. Right. So it's a pretty easy one. So that's two recommendations from us for this random ass month of November. Don't know what's going on, but Sean, buddy, what do you have coming up in the next couple of weeks? Guys, as always, I do live improv comedy in Washington, D.C. with a group that's called Knox. That's N-O-X exclamation point. We perform with Washington Improv Theater, and you can find tickets and time with dc.org. And as always, I am on Instagram and Twitter at Sean Paul Ellis. And you can find me on Twitter at Dr. Claw MD. You can also find me on Collider.com, Nerdist.com, and DaveTrumbor.com. <laughs> if you want to find out more about this little show right here, you can find us on our website, SaturdayMorningCartoons.com. Remember, that's morning with a U. You can also find us on Twitter at MorningTunes. Check out Sean's handiwork on our Instagram page. Keep that lovely conversation going on Facebook. And feel free to watch our apologies listen to our free audio podcast each and every week through uh youtube itunes stitcher and google play if you guys want to know what's coming up for next week and the rest of this month guess what you're gonna have to head on over to our patreon page and kick in some sweet sweet cheddar patreon.com slash saturday morning cartoons if you sign up you'll get uh, a newsletter each and every month that we send out and let you know what's coming up in the future um and then at higher subscription rates you'll get a uh, shout out for each and every show like we do at the top of this show and thanks again to all our patrons out there and some other cool stuff that we may have coming up in early 2018. So keep an ear tuned. Uh, as for us, anything else from Biker Mice from Mars, bro? Uh, I think we should go check out some dogs and some root beer. Let's go, let's go get some dogs and root beer with some Grey Poupon. Uh, that was so many sighs. If you've been keeping track at home, that's at least a half a dozen sighs. Uh, so check out that bingo card. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you Rock next time. and ride! Rock and ride. It's tail whipping time. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to transform and roll out.